You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, and I do mean that. Thank God it is Friday, because, uh, wow, what a freaking week we've had, and last week, and... uh, you know, I'm just keeping hearing this uh, expression in the back of my head. First they came for, and I said nothing. I don't know. Anybody else uh, notice that? I just kind of been hearing that. First they came for, and I said nothing. There's a whole lot of that going on. There's just a whole lot of that going on uh, in the world today. But uh, welcome to it. Here's a number, 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. Uh, another round. I guess they're, they're, they're throwing up their hands with regard to Jim Jordan being the Speaker of the House. They have given up with having a, a real conservative, and the reason we being uh, the reason why he's evil and all of this from the Democrat Party is because he's also the most effective. He's the guy who's been uh, he's been going down the trail of corruption of the Biden family, uh, the suppression of freedom of speech in America. That's why he's suddenly a radical. That's why Jim Jordan, by the way, they've made uh, Mr. Smith into the devil. That's what they've done. They try to make Mr. Smith into the devil. Jim Jordan is a good and decent man. I would have rather had Donald Trump as the speaker, but, you know, we can't have everything we want. But Jim Jordan is a good and decent man. If Hakeem Jeffries, any, are there any hit pieces on Hakeem Jeffries right now? Are there any people saying that he's the devil? Are there anybody saying that he's a Marxist? Is anybody saying anything about that? No, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. But everybody's ripping on Jim Jordan, who's done nothing but good. I don't see any graft and corruption with Jim Jordan in his rolled-up sleeves, pitted-out armpits, and, uh, and messed-up hair as he works 24-7 to uncover all of the, the incredible, uh, incredible malfeasance of the swamp. And uh, of all the things that we can take from the last couple of years, be grateful we know what a wretched, awful din of, uh, of evil runs our country. How about that? Yeah, our uh, our founding fathers are spitting in their graves like uh, baseball bats on a lathe, looking at what this country has become. It is uh, it is remarkable. It really is. It is uh, it is remarkable. And then, of course, the president of the United States gets on television last night and immediately has a one hundred million dollar figure for people who have been dancing on the graves of uh, murdered Israelis and Americans for. 40 years or so, at least, and uh, particularly on 9-11, they had a chance to uh, just to retract every hateful thing they've said about Israel. They've, uh, they've had a chance to say everything, take back everything they, they said about the United States being the great Satan and wanting to drive the, the, uh, the uh, Jews into the sea and kill all the Americans. And, and they've had 22 years since 9-11 to do something about it. What do they do? They put Hamas in office. And, uh, and now they want $100 million of our money, to which I say, uh, shove it. I don't give a damn. I don't want a dime to go to Palestine because you know why, the Palestinians? Do you know why? Because all that money will just end up going to blow up Jewish people. And if you don't believe that, you're an idiot. You're a useful dupe. You're one of those people who say, well, first they came for, and I didn't say anything. What about like a lot of Jewish Hollywood now going, uh-oh, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. 
a lot of uh, Jewish academic liberals are going, uh-oh, 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 I guess we should, uh-oh, now we're going to need somebody to save us because we've been allowing uh, anti-Semitism to grow on campus because we self-loathe like so many liberals. We self-loathe to the point that you're kind of cool with being erased from the planet of the earth because you're so guilt-ridden about your own existence because of your race or because of your religion or because of whatever. It really is uh, just remarkable. But you know what? I'm not going to be so serious today. I want to tell you that. Uh, the, the opening comments here, obviously, well, we live in very serious times, uh, and I'm going to have a take on all of this and, uh, and, and maybe even offer some, uh, some answers to some degree, I guess. Most importantly, as far as advice I could give you, is what I said yesterday. Stay as focused as the founders. Just stay as focused as the founders. Meaning, don't be distracted by all the BS on either side. Don't be distracted on uh, uh, just nonsensical, uh, ridiculous uh, stupidity. Like these, uh, these, these protests going on. Uh, they tried to overrun the uh, Capitol. There was an insurrection two days ago. Uh, and don't be, don't be thinking that uh, the American people are behind uh, giving money to the Palestinians and Hamas. We are not. The only people are are the people in those uh, AstroTurf protests from two days ago. They were AstroTurf as 2020. They were as AstroTurf as Antifa. They were as AstroTurf as BLM. They're all the same people. They're, they're the same AstroTurf people as the, uh, the Occupy Wall Street. They are all bought and paid for, and the American people stand with Israel. That's it. Only 13% of us support the Palestinian people and uh, there are a few who actually support Hamas. And I think most of those are in Congress. So there's uh, all of that stuff coming up on the, uh, on the show today. Gra- conservative grassroots are rallying across the nation. Republican lawmakers who oppose Jim Jordan for the Speaker of the House. Uh, so conservative, uh, con- your grassroots conservatives are, are speaking out and melting the phone line saying, get Jim Jordan in office. And what are they doing? They're saying, screw you. There are about 20 Republicans who are saying, screw you, we are going to bed down with the old guard GOP, the Mitt Romney GOP. We're going to bed down with, the, with the, uh, 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 the, the George Bush old GOP, uh, the, uh, I, you know, the, the turtle, Mitch McConnell are going to bed down. And in your voice doesn't mean anything, even though you know that Jim Jordan is amazing. You know that Jim Jordan is a warrior for us. Most importantly, you know we can trust Jim Jordan. And those people like Representative Don Bacon from what was my birth state, Nebraska, is one of those people who is uh, voting against him. I believe he's done. He needs to withdraw from this. He's going to lose more votes tomorrow. I know it. I know who is going uh, to cross over and change. He doesn't have a pathway forward to 2017. 217, I should say. I heard on um, Chris Plant's show earlier, because uh, Chris is a friend of mine. Chris Plant, a guy called us. says, okay, well, Byron Donalds, let's do it. Put, put the, uh, the, uh, the rhinos on record voting against the first black House speaker as a GOP. Do that. And I hate to play race, but let's play it. If you want to play it, you play it on us all the time. I'm whitey. I'm the enemy. I'm a white supremacist. I'm a mega fascist enemy of democracy. I'm a deplorable. So let's do that. Let's put Byron Donalds, who, by the way, is a great choice. He's like, it was my original first choice. And then I heard from insiders, they said, yeah, you don't want to put Byron Donalds in there. The House Speakership is the end of your career, not the beginning. And at this point, I'm like, nope, screw it. I want somebody in there who's powerful, 
I want somebody who is in there who is, uh, who is uh, America first. And I think Byron Donald should do it. And, and like I said, let these 20 members, including Mr. Bacon, Bacon, pork, <laughs> oh, there you go, from Nebraska, put them on record saying they're going to vote out the historical first black uh, GOP spokes, uh, 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 House speaker in U.S. history. How about we do that? How about we do that? Uh, House Republican uh, Conference Chair Elisa Stefanik, who's awesome, by the way, issued a statement on Thursday renewing her support for Jim Jordan while strongly opposing any alliance with Democrats to elect Speaker Pro Tim Poor, Patrick McHenry, who, by the way, I think his mom still dresses him. He does. He dresses like a little first grader being brought to the bus and a you know, little book bag on the back, a little kiss on the forehead. Hey, go, hey, good day today there, buddy. Be good in school today. Make sure to eat your lunch. There you go. So uh, here's the problem with uh with uh, uh, uh tim poor patrick henry which is not like tempura which is deep fried uh but anyway uh tempura uh yeah or tim <laughs> apparently he's not really uh he is not really a uh, speaker okay uh, after the speaker, so it happens that uh, to both the president and vice president, if something happens to the president and vice president, then federal law, blah, 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 says that the uh, speaker of the house becomes acting president until the expiration of then current presidential term. After the speaker goes to president, Tim Poor of the Senate, then cabinet, blah, blah, blah. But it can only be a person with the true title of speaker, not speaker pro Tim Poor or acting speaker. So if McHenry or anyone else is sitting on the speaker's chair as anything other than the true speaker elected by a roll call vote of the house, then after Biden and Harris, the powers of the presidency would bypass the House altogether, going to Patty Murray from Washington as the pro tempore of the Senate. <clears throat> That's as technical as I'm going to get today, because honestly, I don't want to get my head wrapped around all this nonsensical bureaucratic BS. But that's one of the reasons why we can't do the, uh, the uh, uh, House Speaker Tim Poor is what we can't do. This is uh, Matt Gates. He's evil. Matt Gates. my God. You know what he did? He came up with a contract so the Speaker of the House would be uh, uh, absolutely uh, uh, beholden to the, the wishes of the American people. And, and he made part of this contract. If you're going to be the Speaker, you've got to actually get some stuff done, including sealing the border, <clears throat> passing in the budget, and a few other things like that. And he did nothing. He did none of those things. He did nothing because he's a big fundraiser. That's what he does. That's what he does the best. That's what Kevin McCarthy does the best. He wrangles money from uh, lobbyists and big money donors. That's why they love him so much. But he's completely deaf to you. Here is uh, Matt Gates uh, being unapologetic for causing the chaos on Capitol Hill. Get out of this. You may not get Jim Jordan as speaker. You may get someone more moderate. What did you actually get for leading this charge to push out Kevin McCarthy? Listen. We're shaking up Washington, D.C. We're breaking the fever. And oh, there you go. How about that? How about blow up the establishment? How about blow up all of the, the nonsense, all of the donor class, all of the pipeline between uh, Congress and uh, big tech and Congress and big defense and Congress and big pharma? How about that? You know what? It's messy, but the only reason people think there's chaos in this town right now is because the special interests aren't in control anymore. So I think we're going to have an upgrade at the position of Speaker of the oh, House. So. For me, it was never, never about any one person. It was about it was about ensuring that we got an upgrade at the position. Kevin McCarthy had failed us. Yep. He'd made multiple contradictory promises. That's true. We weren't really governing under McCarthy. Everybody's making this big deal out of the fact that you know, we've burnt 
the equivalent of four legislative days on all of this. But, I mean, we've spent like seven legislative days on post offices and procedural votes, for goodness sakes. This is what it's supposed to be. And it's not clean and it's not orderly. And the lobbyists and the special interests hate it. But I don't seem to mind too. Yeah, and <clears throat> here's Kevin McCarthy when he accepted the position. All the stuff he was going to do. We believe government should be to help you, not go after you. I'm still waiting on that. We're going to pass bills to fix the nation's errant challenges. Like what? From wide open southern borders. Not fixed. To American last energy policies. Not, not fixed. To woke indoctrination in our schools. Not fixed. America's long-term challenges. The debt. Not fixed. And the rise of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, not fixed. Congress must speak with one voice on both of these issues. This is why we will end wasteful Washington spending. Uh, that hasn't happened. From now on. If a federal bureaucrat yeah. wants uh -huh. to spend sure. it, they will come before us. Here's an idea. You raise that one voice and I'll raise this one finger. How about that? How about that? Here's Matt Gates says he does not want uh, Speaker Light, which would be the uh, pro tempore. Congressman, is the resolution to empower McHenry dead at this point? Yeah, it won't be offered by Republicans based on uh, Speaker Designate Jordan's announcement just moments ago. And I think that's a good thing. The House of Representatives needs a Speaker, not a Speaker Light. Uh, I don't support <laughs> using temporary powers uh, nope. for Mr. McHenry. Nope. And I'm glad that our arguments seem to be persuasive to our colleagues. But Jordan seemed to back this as his next strategy to give himself the time to cobble together more votes. I mean, this is something he's backed. Well, I, I, I like Jim Jordan. I'm voting for Jim Jordan, but I don't agree with him on every subject. And I certainly don't agree that what would be best for the House of Representatives is a temporary speaker pro tem. I think we need to elect a speaker. I think we've, we've got great folks in our conference. I think Jim Jordan sits atop that list, and I look forward to voting for him again today. And one last question for you, because we are that, live yeah. here right now. How icy was it for you in that room? I heard it's it got so pretty... Oh my well, God. I'm not for everyone, as it turns out, and I have my detractors, but I'm an attorney by trade. I don't get emotional Good. about the presentation of arguments That's and listening to other people people's arguments. Them. It doesn't affect how I think about people. I was there to make the substantive argument that Speaker Light is a bad idea, just like Bud Light. Um, there you go. That was a good one. That was bravo. Weave in a little pop culture reference in there. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's have some fun, too, also with our senile president. I've got audio from his uh, speech last night, including, this is really great, this is really great. Uh, he, uh, while he had his hand out uh, begging for money for people who hate us, he insulted us. Yeah, we're all racist, by the way. We're all Islamophobes. Thought you should know. I want you to know that before he strokes a check with your name on it. You're a, you're an Islamophobe. So all of that is coming up on this Friday. 800-922-6680. Jim Gossett has sent some killer material. We're going to have that, too. Some serious, serious comedy today on this Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Here's to a record-setting president, Joe Biden setting record-low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Great song about California, a state that I would never live in because, Cal because uh, Democrats have made it suck. Because yeah, they have the crap touch is what they do. Yeah, they always uh, find Eden and they make it into uh, absolute crap is what they do. There you go. <clears throat> crap touch. 
kind of what Joe Biden did with uh, peace in the Middle East, right? I mean, uh, I don't believe while Donald Trump was a president, we had people uh, chanting Allahu Akbar and burning our uh, flags at embassies around the world. Well, did that happen? Hold on a second. Did that happen during Trump's presidency? Did we have that like in 1979 and uh, 2001? Do we have any of that during Trump's? Oh, we didn't. Okay, I just checked and I wanted to make sure that we didn't have that. But here we are. Here we are once again. You got a bunch of people talking about how much they hate America and how many want to wipe the uh, the America off the face of the planet, and and then uh, we want to we want to reward him just like uh, you know uh, we're. I guess we're kind of like, and I, and I speak from experience because I grew up in this kind of a household, <clears throat> an abuse spouse kind of thing. It's uh, it's uh, us, and, uh, and here's the Muslim world over here, the radical Muslim world, and Iran, and all these countries we want to be buddies with. And uh, every 22 years or so, they just kill a whole bunch of people. Like uh, in 1979, they took hostages, held them forever. Then, uh, let's see, oh, well, it wasn't 22 years later, but the Marine barracks bombing in 1983 on my birthday killed over 200 Marines, just murdered by radical Islam. 2001, we all know that story. And then 22 years after that... Well, they just go in and <clears throat> start murdering a bunch of people. Just murder, slaughter, barbarian horde, murdering and slaughtering innocents, raping women in front of their children, murdering their children, burning moms and daughters together so their bodies are fused so badly. Medical examiners have to look at x-rays to see their spines. Other than that, they're great people. Send them $100 million. <clears throat> Please do. Send them $100 million. Because, honestly, they've made it very clear that they want to... Uh, they want to get along, and they want to see Israel exist. Now, now it's just the same old stuff, and it's really time to end this. So your kids 22 years from now don't have to deal with it. Joe Biden uh, gave a rare Oval Office address last night. I think we know where the cocaine from Hunter, uh, or from whoever came from in the White House, because he looked almost lucid for about a minute. <clears throat> then it went away. And he accidentally read off the prompter something that he shouldn't have said. He, he was not supposed to say, make it clear. All right. On the prompter, he was talking about something. It says to make it clear what he was talking about. And the prompt was make it clear, like like uh, say silently or say slowly or whisper. Maybe he gets that a lot. But he actually read off the teleprompter. He said, uh, make it clear. And if Putin attacks a NATO ally, we will defend every inch of NATO, which the treaty requires and calls for. We'll have something that we do not seek. Make it clear, we do not seek. We do not seek to have American troops fighting in Russia. Yeah, he just said, make it clear. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the president of the United States, the uh, leader of the free world at a time of crisis, literally reading a prompt off the teleprompter. Does that make you feel good? about the president. But Brit Hume, I mean, he had a slobbering love fest. I mean, I almost needed to, like, leave the room, close the curtain, plug my ears, sing happy birthday, because Brit Hume delivered a sloppy one to uh, Joe Biden. I'll have that in a minute. Here's Joe Biden while he's begging us. Uh, as immediately, as so many liberals do, <clears throat> assuming the worst of America. So he's begging for money from us, even though we hate Islamics. About their daily lives. And I know many of you in the Muslim American community, the Arab American community, the Palestinian American community, and so many others are outraged and hearty, saying to yourselves, here we go again with Islamophobia and distrust 
we saw after 9-11. Yeah, that never happened after 9-11. You're a lying SOB. That never happened. We made every accommodation for the Muslim American community. Every single one of them. However, the left didn't consider Catholics when Roe v. Wade went away. That's why they have had 200 plus uh, attacks on Catholic churches and crisis pregnancy centers. We are not Islamophobic. We never have been. But I'm going to tell you right now, we're getting a little tired of this nonsense of getting blown up up and then giving money to our abusers who hate us. Okay, coming up, the latest from Jim Gossett. And wait till you hear Brett Hume lathering it on to Joe Biden. That is on the way. And this is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust, and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's TWC Health slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. You know, here at home, we have to be honest with ourselves. In recent years, too much hate has given too much oxygen, fueling racism, the rise of anti-Semitism, Islamic phobia, right here in America. It's also intensified in the wake of recent events that led to the horrific threats and attacks that both shock us and break our hearts. Yeah, I'm thinking the attack of the people in Israel at the kibbutzes and the music festival were pretty shocking. But for some reason, uh, academia, the Democrat Party, the deep state, the world have already forgotten the second Holocaust for Israel. Israel's 9-11 that was unprovoked. Okay. Oh, and by the way, 30 Americans were slaughtered. 30 Americans are slaughtered. So uh, I think, don't we have to kick some ass first before we give money to the people who murdered everybody? I'm just thinking, don't you think we ought to go in and, uh, I don't know, maybe kick some of their asses kind of as retaliation for killing 30 U.S. citizens and a dozen more being held hostage? I'm thinking that's what we need to do. I had a little misfire there. Let me go ahead and uh, reboot this. This is brand new from Jim Gossett. And it's being kind of, uh, my computer is being a little weird, so I will not play that. I will find the song that Jim Gossett just sent this morning. Because my computer, once again, is being uh, very strange. Let me uh, find the uh, song here that Jim Gossett just... Actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Joe Biden, and then I'm going to play Brit Hume. Because it is uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, We had Joe Biden uh, reading the prompter where it says, make it clear. Uh, Joe Biden blames us for being uh, racist and everything. Oh, I put together this little little piece. This is Joe Biden's speech in a nutshell. Good evening, my fellow Americans. We're facing an inflection point in history. 
The United States remains committed. Rape used as a weapon by the Russians and thousands and thousands of Ukrainian children forcibly taken into Russia, stolen from their parents. You know, history has taught us that when terrorists don't pay a price for their terror, when dictators don't pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos and death yeah. and more mm -hmm. destruction. Right. And the cost and the threats to yeah. America and the world keep rising. Sure. So if we don't stop Putin's appetite for power yeah, and what? control mm -hmm. in Ukraine, sure. he's, Putin's already threatened to remind, okay. Putin, remind Poland okay. yeah. gotcha. that their Western land was a gift I don't see the from Russia. Connection we, that there. we do not seek. Make it bold and to try the same. Yeah. The risk of conflict and chaos could spur innovative projects that make us. That's what I just did. I kind of just fast forwarded through it because uh, it was so nonsensical. We're going out. Boy, who just turned suspicion. Yeah. Said that when Americans mm -hmm. need territory, capacity for air defense of their brave. That's what I took from Joe Biden's speech last night. Blah, blah, blah. Beg for money. Blah, blah, blah. Give money to our enemies. Uh, reward them for killing people and all of that stuff. Uh, Britt Hume thought he delivered. I think remembered it as hold on. one of the best. He delivered a brilliant address. Or he, he said that Biden delivered a brilliant address. This is Britt New Hume from Fox News. Okay. Fox News is the uh, the network you really can't trust anymore. Just the 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 network that the 2020 election and then uh, uh, you know uh, a, a host of different things, firing Tucker Carlson, being completely rhinoistic, uh, having a debate with uh, uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, where uh, 51 Intel officers lied about Hunter Biden's laptop and Chris Wallace playing right into it and all of that stuff. That network right there. Last night, uh, Joe Biden, who couldn't read, he read something he's not supposed to read off the teleprompter he mumbled and bumbled he squinted through the entire thing and uh, Brit Hume thinks this was a great oratory I think it may be remembered as one of the best if not the best speeches of his presidency now we're gonna add a little music to this because I think we need some romantic music he was firm he was unequivocal he was strong as he has he was firm and strong and particularly uh, in recent days when he was before he went to Israel and while he was over there I was struck by the fact that he spent as much time as he did on Ukraine and I I think it was a good thing that he did because the aid for Ukraine uh, package that he's talking about and further aid to Not hear anything about how uh, corrupt Ukraine is and the millions of dollars the Biden family got from Ukraine. Ukraine beyond that is in jeopardy. Yeah. And I think that he was hampered a little bit in that effort by the fact that he dare not really mention the best reason. I mean, he mentioned, broadly speaking, the best reason. He's getting a little rhythm going there. For sticking with it in Ukraine. Sticking. Which is that what would the rest of the world and its <laughs> evildoers think yes. if we pulled out of there yeah because that you wouldn't want to pull out on the heels of the <clears throat> pulled out of afghanistan pull out of there like you did emboldened uh, all of the uh, all of our adversaries around the world uh, particularly vladimir putin um he didn't make that he he can't really make that case and you wouldn't expect him to but he made a strong case for it nonetheless and I think it's I think it's it's important that he did. And also, of course, you're right, Brett, to wonder whether as Republicans will there'll be a follow-up to his statement about holding Iran accountable. But at least he talked about Iran. Yeah, at least he talked about Iran. You should at least say that he talked about Iran. That makes him great in a time of crisis where the world is imploding and he caused it. <laughs> It really is. It's uh, almost laughable what Fox News has become. That's why, you know, I work at Newsmax. I do a, a TV show. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World. And this weekend's show is really good and really, really funny. I know it's kind of hard to uh, to uh, laugh right now, but trust me, uh, laughter is pretty powerful stuff. It really is. Laughter is pretty powerful stuff. 
And uh, and uh, Newsmax is the this little network that could that just became a big network that does, and uh, and a lot of people trust Newsmax because they trust people uh, who are on Newsmax like Chris Chris Salcedo and Greg Kelly and and Rob Schmidt and uh, Eric Bowling and others. Uh, they trust them because they don't change their stripes. Fox, however, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to say about Fox at this point. Uh, this is Joe Biden talking about the one. $100 million smart investment we're going to make. That's why tomorrow I'm going to send to Congress an urgent budget request to fund America's national security needs, to support our critical partners, including Israel and Ukraine. It's a smart investment that's going to pay dividends for American security for generations. Help us keep American troops out of harm's way. Yeah, um, I don't have any faith in you. I don't believe you because you lie about everything. Uh, here's Joe Biden literally lying to someone yesterday. He lied to someone yesterday about his son uh, dying in Iraq. He, he did it again. He was approached by someone, uh, this person, uh, a doctor who uh, immigrated to Israel from New York eight months ago, told Biden how she and Israelis treat Palestinian patients the same as they treat Israelis. And Joe Biden lied about his son, Biden, or uh, Bo, being, uh, being killed in Iraq. It's pretty amazing that he would do such a thing, isn't it? Here he is, the President of the United States. I treat Palestinian children, I treat Jewish children, I treat Arab Israeli children, and when my resident calls me at home at night that somebody is not doing well, I don't ask where they're from. Yeah, yeah. We currently in the hospital I work in have over 50 Palestinian families and we treat them the same as ours. Yeah. Just asking for some medical assistance, attention to our children. I don't know what to tell you. I got a phone call. Said my wife and daughter were dead. Talking about his uh, wife and daughter being killed in a car accident in 1971. Yeah, in Iraq, my son Bo uh, died as well, and uh, that's always been a lie. So you know, here he is going back to the same old, same old after promising another promise that he said he's going to do. To be a good investment, and, da, 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 da. and he has a problem with the truth. This president has a, a pattern at this point of either inventing or embellishing stories about his own past, his biography. He did it three times in one oh, speech yeah. last month alone. Yeah. Uh, he claimed he had witnessed a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh when he actually showed up about six hours later. He claimed that his grandfather had died just days before he was born himself at the same hospital. In fact, his grandpa died more than a year before in yep. a different state, not, not the same hospital. Um, and, uh, and he also repeated a favorite false story that I and others have debunked over and over again about a supposed conversation with an Amtrak train conductor he was friends with. Yeah, he's, uh, he lied his entire political career. He lied to the point that he got kicked out of a presidential race in 1987, I believe. But here he is last night talking about a $100 billion aid package headed to Israel, Ukraine, and, oh, and of course, the border. Joe Biden has, has opened the border to terrorists by the millions, uh, you know, millions of people coming across the border, at least thousands of terrorists coming across the southern border. And uh, and he says that a part of this deal to, to get it to pass, he's going to throw some money at the border. I, I The one thing that I took from the speech last night, guys, was <clears throat> I didn't believe a damn word he had to say. I thought he looked squinty-eyed. I thought he looked devious. I thought he looked uh, he's not cunning because he's not smart enough to be cunning. <laughs> 
It is uh, it is just remarkable. And here, uh, Brett Hume is saying that it is the best speech ever. It is just uh, it is just remarkable. This is Senator John Kennedy, who's awesome. I call him the king of colloquial, talking about not only the money uh, the money that is uh, uh, gone to Iran lately, like six billion dollars a couple weeks ago that Joe Biden freed up that became the trigger. It really became the trigger to the attack on Israel by Hamas. It did. It did. Uh, but here he is uh, talking about not only that money, but uh, Joe Biden and Barack Obama to give been, have been given money to Iran for a very long time. Uh, several months ago, it wasn't well publicized, President Biden and Treasurer Yellen gave Iran $3.5 billion through the International Monetary Fund. And that's not the $6 billion that we have we have objected to three and a half billion dollars cash oh yeah i'll be glad to come on your show and explain how they did that i objected at the time i tried to pass a bill to stop it they rolled over me the press didn't pick it up but here's the problem we face right now what's that the the, the time to build the ark is before the rain <laughs> and the Biden administration didn't no, the Biden did not build the uh, did did not build the ark. The rain is coming, and they're scrambling. This is Ted Cruz talking about where all this money is going to go, supposedly. And uh, I'm just going to say, stop the dang money. And if you look at the four pots of money that have gone to Hamas, you've got the six billion to Iran. You've got three weeks before that, ten billion to Iran again from the Biden administration. Oh yeah, there's that. The biggest pot is $80 billion because Biden will not enforce the oil sanctions. So Joe Biden and the Democrats are allowing Iran today to sell 2 million barrels of oil a day, primarily to communist China. That is funding these Hamas terrorists. And then the fourth pot of money is the Biden administration sent hundreds of millions of dollars into Gaza after the Biden administration had concluded there was a high likelihood that money would go to Hamas to fund terrorism against Israel. Didn't you learn anything after 9-11? I'm talking to the people who were uh, uh, adults when 9-11 happened. Do you, do you recall all of this? Do you recall all of the, uh, the I can't believe they got us, I can't believe they murdered so many people, uh, we've got to do something about this, we've got this caliphate, this worldwide, and then all of a sudden George Bush said, you know, we can't hate Muslim Americans. Well, we know we're not doing that. We don't blame Muslim Americans. We blame the people who flew the uh, planes in there and the organization that caused it. But, uh, but here we are again, guys, and they're blaming us again. They're not saying that, uh, why, did they, why do they hate us? Uh, they're just saying that, uh, that, that we caused it. They're just saying that we're the great Satan and we're here ready to give more money to a bunch of people who hate us and, and abuse their own people. I said yesterday online, I said, I said well, uh, why do they need humanitarian aid for people they use as human shields? Right? Don't, don't you think? Why do you need humanitarian aid for people you want to? You don't care if they get blown up as they try to escape. You literally Hamas and the, a good share of the Palestinians are keeping people in Gaza so they can escape. So if they do get blown up, they will uh, then Israel will be blamed. Just like that fake story about the hospital that inflamed the world. That was a giant lie. It was a giant lie. Nobody has apologized. Nobody said, oh, geez, I'm sorry, but a, a worldwide uh, hate fest against the Jews is happening. And if I were Jewish, I'd be frightened. I'm not kidding. I would be frightened. But I'm going to tell my Jewish brothers and sisters that I and at least 60% of Americans will defend you. We will defend you. Because the same sort of fear 
that we've seen in times past, including during the Holocaust, is rearing its ugly head again. People hiding in their homes in safe rooms, being incinerated, being dragged from their homes, not even taken on a train car to a prison camp, just slaughtered there. It's, it's, it's honestly, it is amazing. And that the President of the United States would forget all of that to offer $100 billion for uh, the slush fund in Ukraine that he started, because he's got at least $11 million, $12 million from Ukraine between Burisma and just the money from Burisma, the bribes that Joe and his son got. So there's that. I'm all about giving money to Israel for defense, giving them every weapon they need. But you can't give money to people who uh, use their people as human shields. It's a, of course, they're not going to use the money to, for humanitarian aid. And by the way, why do we have to step up with $100 million? Where are these mouthy Arab countries that Joe Biden has made rich by making us energy dependent again? Where's their $100 million? They got $100 million. I say not one damn dime. We didn't cause this. We had nothing to do with this. Why are we giving $100 million to people that we hate? Because somebody is playing you. That's it. You're being played. $100 million just rushed into the Congress using an emergency. Imagine that. I think the same thing happened during COVID. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. The United States blamed by some Palestinians for its ongoing support, as it is seen, of Israel in this uh, conflict, in this Middle Eastern conflict. Uh, massive protests. However, while some Palestinians were taking to the streets in apparent celebration, one youth was quoted as saying as he received a sweet, sweets handed around in celebration, this is a sweet from Osama bin Laden. He's yeah, that's, uh, that's 2001. Same place, same time, we want to give him $100 million. Sorry, if you raise your kids to hate us and Israel, um, that's your problem. It's not on me. It's not on me. Ridiculous. Let's go to John in Silicon Valley. Hello, John. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show on this Friday. I just want to know when you and Jim Gossett, we're going to do Jim Gossett's greatest Christmas carols at the Capitol. What do you think? (laughs) I think that would be fantastic. I would go to the Capitol and sing on the stairs, but I'm a Trump supporter, so I'd probably be arrested after being tracked by the FBI and thrown in jail for two years in solitary without uh, a trial. But could you believe they let all those people in? I'm just saying, Jim Gossett will sing Christmas carols. He'll write the tunes. We'll all come there and sing in the Capitol Rotunda. What do you think? I mean, there well, are. I'm not thinking unless we are leftists who support uh, uh, Hamas that we would not be able to get in there. But John, that only happens to leftists who support Hamas. They let them right in. The Capitol Police just let them right in yesterday. It you was. Uh, it was. That? Oh, I can believe it. It's, it's a joke. It's a ridiculous joke. This entire government is a ridiculous joke. And I, I'm just done playing nice with them, to be quite honest, John. I'm done with playing nice with these people. There's I'm too much Jewish. at stake. I'm Jewish. This is an embarrassment. This is the, just what we saw with Harvard, with these schools, with Stanford up here. It's an embarrassment. It just shows you what these people really are. It's their- John, let me ask you this, though. John, let me ask you this. When you, when you look around and you see all of the things that are happening, all this anti-Semitism showing up and people showing up in Palestinian and Hamas gear in New York City for a pro-Palestinian rally, you as a Jewish person, tell me that doesn't send chills up your spine because it does for me, and I'm not Jewish. No, this is, this is a repeat. This is exactly a repeat. Because you, you know history. You're a brilliant guy. And uh, William Shire wrote decline of the, the Decline of the Third Republic. It was the decline of France before World War II. That's where we are. 
where literally everyone on the air look up the book, The Decline of the Third Republic. It's when France fell to Germany. That's exactly where we are. We're, we're in this, it's almost we're in the exact same position when they let all these morons take over and they stopped listening to people who, like you and I have friends that are union members that they're, they, they're not look at they're not listening to, the, to anyone they're going to no. do their green agenda they're going to unemploy all these workers all over the midwest that are auto workers this is insanity we are literally living france before they fell to, to nazi germany that's where we are all right all right, John. God bless you, bro. Hang in there. Uh, hang in there. My heart and my prayers are with the Jewish people and the United States. And and you and I, we can see all of this going on. Again, stay focused as the founders. Do not be distracted by all this nonsense. These rallies around the country are not an expression of support of, the, of Hamas. They are not a support of the American people, by the way. They are radicals on campus, and they are, they are uh, astroturf protests. But realize that we, the American people, are still behind the people of Israel, and we hate these uh, these people who've committed so many acts of terror. All right, let's take a break. We've got a little bit more of uh, this. We're going to move into what's happening in uh, in uh, Washington D.C. and uh, and some comedy as well. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. He loves the Constitution. He fights for what's right. He hates the bad guys. He's a freedom warrior. He's your freedom warrior. Watch Carl Higby every weekday on Newsmax.